0: Welcome to the Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. My mission to empower millennial couples to make money moves that won't just improve your financial health, but strengthen your marriage as well. In this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tricks, both from my experience as a certified financial planner and from my own marriage, to help you and your spouse kick financial anxiety to the curb and use your money to create the lives you love together let's get started today's episode is going to be another example where we're talking about a challenge that either you or your spouse could have and so you know this is another example of a a time when i'm going to either be speaking to a challenge that you are having or a challenge that your spouse is having either way it's important to be able to identify these challenges and hopefully some of the strategies we'll talk about today will give you some ideas for how to handle them going forward and this is another case where we're going to be much more on the this um psychology and almost therapy side of money than we are the actual financial stuff today i want to talk about retail therapy right Um, or or the or emotional spending right the idea that if you're if you're struggling with some sort of issue in your life right one of the ways that can show itself and manifest itself in your life is through extra spending, right? If you're, if you're upset or you're grieving about something and the way it tends to show itself in your life is that you, you feel better when you go out and buy things and you know, well, it's a complicated subject to talk about, um, you know, spending you know spending emotionally rather than in a way that's planned over time or can really create problems for your financial state which is something that we want to avoid of course and so the question then is how do we handle retail therapy or emotional spending right because at the end of the day it's it's a real it's a real thing right it, it almost acts like a drug does right when if you're if you like to spend money which a lot most people do, um, the act of spending money and, and buying things can release a, a dopamine hit in our brain in the same way that a drug or exercise or sugar would as well. Like, you know, there are, there are good ways to get the dopamine. There are more harmful ways to get dopamine hits in our brain, but it actually, it, it becomes almost addicting. Uh, if, if you're in, in, you know, in the right set of circumstances, it absolutely can be addicting. It gives you a sense of control, right? If you feel your life is spiraling, know making a decision to buy something because you you want to and you you want it right can give you that feeling of control that you don't have elsewhere in your life and so obviously this is a good time for me to pause and say like if this is something you're struggling with this is a great um, thing to talk to a mental health professional or a therapist about we're going to talk a little bit about that um in a future episode in a week or so i believe um, definitely like right, something that, that I, I would recommend if you're struggling with this kind of thing, but I did want to share a, 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 an idea or a concept that, that I've come across that I think might be helpful in helping you address this. And, it, and it, at the very least, it helped me see some of the shortcomings in the way that most financial pro- professionals talk about emotional spending or, or retail therapy or, or things like that. And, and it's a it's a psychological concept. Um, it was kind of developed by the, this this man named Jonathan Haidt. Um, it's called the elephant and the rider, or the rider and the elephant. It, it, it's a metaphor for the way that we make decisions as people. And the story behind it, um, in a nutshell, I'm probably not describing it as well as a, as a therapist would, which again is why it's not a bad idea to get some, some, some professional help with this. But the, the idea here is that we have kind of two different components to our brains, right? We make rational decisions and we make emotional decisions. And if you can picture uh, a, a man or woman sitting on top of an elephant, trying to steer the elephant along, um, the rational, the, the way we, we make rational decisions is, is illustrated in that picture by, by the rider right you know we we know what we should be doing we know what we want to be doing um we we try to you know we we try to to navigate the path using the the rational decisions that we're making and the elephant is is, represents our emotional decision making systems right and you know sometimes we just want to do something right you know we we might know it's not rational but we're going to go ahead and charge through and do it anyway and you know, the, the rider or the emotion or the, the rational part of our brain can try to lead or drag the emotional part, the elephant, along. And the and the, the elephant might go along with the, the the way that the rider is steering them. But if they disagree, who's gonna win? Right. Is is the rider gonna be able to steer the elephant if the elephant wants to do something else? Absolutely not. Right? The emotional side, the elephant in this metaphor is way more powerful. Than the rider is so the the elephant's going to rampage and do whatever they want and in the context of our podcast today we're really talking about emotional spending right it's a challenge because you know our, our our natural instinct in the way that we we as financial professionals i find often talk about this is no you just need to plan better you need to to to, to make better decisions you need to budget things like that and the the elephant the underlying emotional side like might kind of recognize that that's true but but it just doesn't work right we can can try to control that um from a rational point of view like from from just the the, a planning perspective but if you're struggling with this kind of thing and and you have those emotions built up like it's not going to work so we, we need to do something else and that brings us to the third piece of this metaphor we've talked about the elephant the emotional decision maker We've talked about the rider, the rational person kind of, you know, trying to steer the decision-making the third piece is the path, the path the elephant is, is on the external environment. Right. And and that ultimately is the key, right? If if we can give the elephant a path to operate on, that allows the elephant to rampage forward and, you know, do what the elephant's going to do in a constrained environment where, you know, they're not going to be able to do too much damage to themselves or get too far off the path that the rider wants them to go on. It's going to allow you to work through those emotions without completely self-sabotaging yourself. The idea in creating this path for yourself is to shorten the distance that you need to go to get to where you want to be and to remove the obstacles that are in your way, right? You can motivate the elephant, By working on the emotional side, by going to therapy, by doing that type of work, um, you can help to control the elephant over time, but you also can shape the path that the elephant is on. Move things that are in your way, right? Hide your credit cards or cut your credit cards up. For example, if you know that the credit cards are are a challenge for you, Um, that's a great example of controlling the path that you're on by cutting some things out, but then when the elephant does its elephant thing you've you've cut off some options right Um, don't walk past the stores that you know you're prone to shop at right take a different way home that kind of thing the problem is that we often only do one of those things either we only focus on the emotion side and working through the emotions and trying to control the emotions either through our rational rider brain um, which as we've talked about can be can be ineffective or through just emotional therapy type of work. Or we try to remove the obstacles in our way. But what you really need to do is both. And, and by working on both over time, you know, you, you can start to you know, help rein in that emotional spending and work on the underlying issues that are driving it. Right. in the, in the case of this retail therapy, the emotional work, like what what are, what are the root causes? of that right what's that what's the driving force in an emotional perspective unpacking that with somebody who's in a position where they're able to help you and understand where these things are coming from and then from there how do we handle those underlying issues right in a way where you're not trying to suppress them you're not trying to ignore them per se but work them out in a controlled way so that you know so that that you can uh, over time Start to implement some changes to, to help control that elephant when it needs to be controlled, at least. And from there, right, the path, right, shortening the distance, making it easier. Cutting up credit cards is a great example, right? Only keeping a certain amount of money in your checking account, relying on your spouse to help kind of, you know, keep the, the, the financial path relatively controlled so that when that elephant flares up and doesn't do what the rider wants them to do, There's only so much they can do in that environment, right? Or removing obstacles, not going by the stores that you're inclined to shop at is a great example, right? Channeling your emotions into a different activity. Um, is a very, very quick overview of a a pretty complicated, like therapeutic learning theory. But I I hope that metaphor at least gives you some insight as to why maybe some of the things you've tried before haven't worked. Because I find that, a a lot of the the shortcomings in the therapy world are really just focusing on the emotional side and not on the the path or vice versa. Um, Just in in, in my experience and talking to the people I've talked to about this kind of thing. um, We need both. We need need to work on both. And because if you don't let, like if you try to shut down that elephant in you, it's not going to work. Right? We need to work on those underlying emotions to, to know that it's okay to feel them and process them and work through them while also doing some external environment things to help guide the elephant along, if you will. A little bit of a different episode today, not the sort of stuff you probably usually hear from a financial planner. But I think it's really important if either you or your spouse is struggles with overspending and emotional spending in particular. Hopefully this gives you something to think about. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Money and Marriage Podcast. If you want to learn more, you can access my favorite money exercise for free if you head to paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Again, that's paysetterplanning.com. Slash money and marriage. Get your access today, and I'll see you next time.